here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork popped out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. I'm Brad Chmielewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. Happy New Year, Brad. Happy New Year. And we are getting things off on the right start here with a hazy from Hopewell. Yeah, man. This is a light beam. Light beam hazy IPA. So this is 6.3% from the Hopewell Brewing Company, Logan Square. Hello. Yeah, man. Uh, It radiates full full spectrum of modern... Hop eccentricity, eccentric, 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 god damn it. <laughs> I, I use the word eccentric, but I don't use the word eccentricities, eccentric cities. All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is tasting great. This is my like first real beer in probably two weeks because I've been on a, a rum uh. A rum kick. Brad's uh, Brad's all about skipping town, man. <laughs> I'm not. I don't blame him. I'd have done the exact same thing. Warm, warmer pastures. You know. <laughs> so this is tasting real good. I almost forgot uh, what non, just lager, beer, and rum was messing with me. So this is yeah. Good. So nice to just get reacclimated with uh, what probably the most popular style and and craft. These days, one of the, no lower than third, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which I was thinking we were starting to see it slow down, but I think it's just gotten more, I don't know, dialed in and less like juicy and too, I don't know, too big. They like, yeah, they calm down a little bit. Everyone kind of, instead of wearing, they tapered it, everything, yeah. everyone's got the tapered feel. On the hazies, because remember how some used to have that pep, that almost uh, it was a hot burn that kind of reminded you of pepper. Yeah, you don't even really see those anymore. Just everything's just kind of nice and in step. Right, not overly juicy anymore. It's yeah. kind of getting juiced out. This is much more IPA forward with the hazy look. Mm-hmm. So I'm digging it. It's already best uh, beer I've had of 2023, right here. <laughs> and I, you know, not only mention it too. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, guys who make who've been making hazies for a long time, if their hazy profiles changed, mm-hmm. if the process changed behind that too. I'm kind of kind of curious about that, you know. So, right, I don't know, like people like uh, Alarmist or Old Irving that won awards based on uh, this hazy. Um, yeah. And do they? They sort of have to keep making that because people right. love that. Do but. you do you in your tweaking? Because I was floicing every year. They never brought out too many new brands, but the brands they had, they tweaked all the time. So you know, Alpha King's different. Uh, Behemoth Barley Wine. It's always different every year. Okay. I wonder if they're tweaking these hazies at all. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, New Year's happened. Uh, we did our recap episode. 
but I was I was gone. I wasn't here going hitting up places. But you went to, you went to a few, Nick. What'd you do? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois. Hello. Okay. I was up at uh, Phase Three. Okay. Yeah, the Phase Three Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were doing. Um, I think it was New Year's Day. I think it was called like a boozy uh, boozy brunch. Okay. Um, but it was basically like a celebrate, an opportunity to buy. Uh, barrel-aged bottles okay. and some of the non-barrel-aged, large, all large format bottles um, that is typically reserved for the uh, for memberships. Okay. So that's what caught my attention. So this is, yeah, you said this was a cellar raid, and so I, I typically only have ever seen the cans. I don't even see the bottles very often unless rare occasion you might have picked one up or someone might have had one. Yeah, Unoya, Curvature... Minutiae and uh, Barrel-Age Press are some of the large format bottles. And then there were some collabs, too. So there's a collab with Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, there was a Brown Ale collab with, I want to say, Three Sons. I forget where Three Sons is. Uh-huh. Maybe Tampa. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a couple collabs in there and then all their Barrel-Age stuff. Okay. I was trying to pull up the list here just to see how many. Because it was a pretty impressive list of stuff that you could buy. And that's what really caught my attention going up there. And so. these were all, were they all just bottles from this year or were they even yeah. 2021? This, this year in 2020. So like uh, Black is Beautiful, they had a barely version of Black is Beautiful. One, two, three, four. Four curvatures. One, two, three, four. Four Unoyas. And then about 20 beers in total, whether it was Minouche, Pressed, or some of their collabs. How many yeah. bottles did you walk away with? Oh, man. Um, you know, I... Yeah, you know, Sunday morning, you're not thinking right because it's New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you took you an hour to get there. So you pretty much had to, like, get in gear and, you know, snack on the way up. Okay. So I wasn't in my right mind. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So almost, almost <laughs> all of them. Okay. I'll tell you which so one. we're going to be drinking some here soon? <laughs> we should definitely try uh, one or two here. My goal when I was picking bottles was to stay away from the ones I had um, sweeter adjuncts. Okay. Maple syrup, you're done. You know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, didn't want anything sweet. So I think I left with the uh, Barrel-Aged Perception of Death, which is uh, depth, not death. Okay. Uh, that was Brown Ale, Barrel-Aged Brown Ale. Because <laughs> I was really impressed with their Barrel-Aged Oktoberfest. A Barrel-Aged Oktoberfest makes no sense when you're reading it. Right. And then when you drink it, it's just like, it's not a barley wine. It's not a, it's not a strong ale. It's just its own, it's just its own thing. It doesn't remind you much of Oktoberfest. Or anything else for that matter. I was really kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, pretty good hang. Uh, shout out to Chris Jacobson. Ran into him up there. And uh, you get to try some of the stuff on tap. What they do is um, they do a um, what could be series of uh, experimentals. Mm. So they take they have the base beer. And then they just kind of like a trial of different adjuncts. And, you know, so those are the ones you could drink on draft. And then everyone's there. Eating breakfast burritos and you know, carrying out copious amounts of uh, of bottles. Yeah, is this bottle format because this is large format bottles. Mm-hmm. No store is going to carry these anymore, so yeah. it's impossible. Like they can only sell these at the brewery or yeah. to these memberships. Yeah, and I was even talking to someone who got the Bourbon County Stout lineup, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't. I don't even want to drink these. I'd rather have a whiskey at night. Like I have no reason to ever open these up unless I take them to someone's house. Like it's not, they're like it's not fun to even have these. I, that's like, that's they're interesting. Regretting the person who's 
they was basically like, Brad, do you want these? That's and I was like, <laughs> thanks, but I'm also not going to Where are you going to put them? Right. And if you don't, and some of them is weird because if you don't drink them now, you know, they're going to taste like they're not going to be very good next year. Yeah, my know? wife's going to get like, why are these bottles in the fridge? Exactly. You're, yeah. A, you do you have the room? B, and yeah, you're right. It's not like, you know, whiskey. You have whiskey, you know, you have a sip, you put it back, you can sip it on your own. Mm-hmm. Large fam- format bottles ain't like that. You kind of have to have someone and you guys have to kind of, you know. Or even a wine, you know, it's not great after a couple days, but you can go a couple days yeah. with a bottle of wine. If you, but beer, even with those caps or whatever it is, it does not the same. We did the experiment, right? Where we got, uh, when we did the Bourbon County at home. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we, we I think we just split the ones we liked and you drink them for three days. And there's no capturing what it was like before right. you opened it. It's all it's it's downhill as soon as you open it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this this bottle share, like I saw you post the pictures and yeah. hearing about it, it's just like these bottles, like they're selling them, they're trying to get rid of them. It sounds like they have a cool a capacity issue in one of the coolers, and that's what prompted, um, hey, come and come and get the sale. And I was I was telling Brad in the pre-show, man, when you walk into this joint, it's the old Lake Zurich Brewing. I think they walk you through, they walk you through a room of barrels, um, behind the tap room, and then you have to go into a second room, right, which also has barrels in it, and that's where the, uh, there's two bars in that room. Yeah. And then you go to the third overflow room, which also they got three rooms full of barrels in this joint. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like, they have the memberships, and I think the memberships are at capacity, but they have a lot of capacity for beer. What was the sale price? Was it like half off, or it was just you? You have a chance to buy it. Oh, it so wasn't it was full price. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like hey, we're having a clearance sale where it's a blowout oh. end of season. You know, we're moving into a different season of beers. No, it's just like hey, if you're not a member and you want to have these beers because we, like you said, we don't distro them, and if we have them on uh, draft or for sale, mm-hmm. it's usually just for a day. And if you missed out on those and you want to know what is going on, then you come try them. Right. And some yeah. of those you probably buy and drink there yeah. regularly, right? You know, it's funny. Um, it's funny you say that because some people, they have days where you can buy a bottle and then drink it on premise. Okay. Um, but that's not a consistent thing. Mm. You know, so some folks were like, can we open these here? And the staff's like, no. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, that sounded kind of ridiculous to me. But some of the guys who frequent the joint were saying, well, there are some releases where they allow you to open it. Okay. You know. But New Year's Day wasn't the day. It wasn't one of the day. Uh, but even um, those cases where they have those bottles you can open, like even Goose does this or other restaurants, like, oh, you know, open this bottle and you get to drink it here. If you're by yourself, you're not like, all right, let me open this big one. Here we go. Uh, hair of the you dog. You can't even do that. It's 11 a.m. There's 100 people in this line, and it's, it's go time. They offer you, a, I think, a coconut porter when you walk in. Uh, they got beer mosas. Beer mosas weren't that great. Kind of surprised by that. Because you know, beer mosa. I think it's just their um, the puree that they use for their seltzers, maybe. Okay. And then like one of the beers, probably a uh, pills or something. Okay. Be, be my guess. Um, there was a mango one and a uh, peach one. Hmm. Okay. Peach one, great. Mango one. Isn't, awesome. isn't peach a Bellini though? Technically. Oh, now that, now we're back to the Rattler versus Shandy conversation, right? Right. Isn't peach, <laughs> peach and champagne is a Bellini, right? So it's not even a mimosa. It's not even a mimosa. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Because although I like a Bellini, I couldn't tell you what the difference is. But. I don't know if there's one with a mango. I know there's like a 
was it like a pink lady or a there's a red and champagne one uh -huh. like maybe like cranberry something like that i like a nice champagne layer um prosecco I like a prosecco layer okay yeah. um oh <laughs> what was the first one to kick um the first one to sell out i think were um the curvatures so curvature ten, whatever, whichever one that was, that was the first one to kick. Followed by Minouche. Minouche was just their barrel aged, uh, non adjunct stout. Okay. Just kind of a bare stout. Yeah. Um, I tell you the one I was excited about. Well, they had the uh, wooden wings. Wooden wings is the remember if, if you're a bird, I'm a bird with goose. Yeah. It was like one was chocolate strawberry and one was I don't know strawberry chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, barrel aged version of that. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Um, Oh, one more note about that place. The one I was excited about was uh, Unoya 5. It was two Imperial Stouts aged in Willet rye barrels for 13 months with Ugandan vanilla beans. Okay. I got to add Uganda to our uh, ever-growing curiosity list of uh, vanilla origins. Ugandan. Right. Ugandan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, because, um, you know, at the, uh, switching gears a little bit, at the, uh, the one, Cruz Blanca one, the best beer there, I think, the most interesting beer that was just beer-forward beer was the Ray Cuvée, which was like a blend of all these vanillas and different years of their barely style. So I'm like, of all of these, man, do I want a coconut beer that was bottled a year ago, or will I go with this, you know, vanilla stout that... And you did that. I, I went with the vanilla. I think that was the safest play of the adjuncts. Okay. So, and plus, I never had it. Nice. So this was up in Lake Zurich, which we need to make a trip up there and hit up a few of them so maybe in a couple of weeks yeah we um get that on the calendar chris jacobson said the same thing he's like hey man tell brad when he's ready you guys come up okay so i think our route is roaring table i know roaring table and p3 i forget the other route the other stop yeah i don't remember either yeah. what else is up there but you know okay oh so you did that anything else um Cheers to Elk Grove Village. Okay. I made my way over the microphone. These are like my two favorite. If I'm going to the Burbs, it's usually to these two places. These are like the same places. They make the same <laughs> exact beer. <laughs> you know, um, we were we were trying to figure this out because what were we saying? We we made a comment kind of like that, right? And I was like, no, 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 it was Hot Butcher. Somebody said this is a Hot Butcher of the Burbs, and I'm like, well, no, microphone's doing barely stuff and. I think microphones got more range. Than and what about more? More. But when you think, when you put Hot Butcher uh, P3 microphone mm -hmm. more and line them all up more over a calendar. at the bottom? All of, all of a calendar year, they're all kind of, they're playing in that same space, right? Mm -hmm. um, fruity Hazies, Adjunct Stouts, you know. I say Fruity Hazies. I meant to say Fruited, uh, fruited Sours. Fruited Sours, Hazies. Uh, adjunct stouts. They're okay. all kind of playing in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And barely stuff all year long. Yeah. So. Okay. So what do you have at more? Uh, not um, more. Microphone. I, I went to microphone because it was a uh, 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 toppling a live tap takeover mm. at microphone. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, what? What is? There's a. There was another. Oh, that was. Um, Peace had the like our friends tap takeover. Like, is this a something we're about to see more of? Like these other breweries taking over another brewery to be like, hey, mm. I think your fan base might like this rather than going to a bar because those people are 
I don't know, more drunks than the people going to these uh, tap rooms that that's, probably have food or like a little more hangout yeah, place. Yeah, that's what you're going with. Yeah. No, that makes sense. In comparison to a bar, right. you don't usually see breweries take over other breweries. Right? Right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. yeah that's but a good point. The people that the people that often go or hang out at the bar are different people that are like tap room, like I'm going to support my local brewery versus like I'm going to support my local bar. You don't have the same like feeling that's true there that's true yeah i agree um i, I think it's fun because mm-hmm. uh well you saw it and um i remember when uh what was it not three dots in a dash oh lost lake the lost lake guys were going to uh, madagascar for on vacation and they invited a um a place from houston to come up and just take over the bar oh, cool. so instead of it being um you know instead of it being you know like a tiki theme joint it was like a fucking Texas disco, yeah. and it was just all the all the stuff from the Anvil in Houston. It was yeah. just like we're not making none of the Lost Lake shit. We're truly taking over. It's kind of funny. So it's kind it's kind of in the vein of that. Yeah. Yeah. So how how was that? Um. Well, I don't get around the Toppling Goliath a lot. Yeah. I know people go nuts over their barrel aged stuff. Like people make their way to fucking Decorah, Iowa. Right. I've where, been. I've been once. Yeah. It's a nice space. Oh, so you must have been to the newer one because they say the older one was like an old pizza hut. Oh, yeah. The new one's real nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a, a bolder Colorado brewery. Okay. Like it, it's almost like there's like a second level that's looking down at the first level. I feel like there's like an, an elk antlers hung up on the side. <laughs> like it feels like. Like a destination thing kind destination of. Destination slash like. You put your skis up and you're like hanging out here for a while or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> so like a, uh, yeah, like a look, like a lot, a brewery and a lodge kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Like a nice. But very open and bright and it's nice. I've been curious. You know, people go for Morning Delight and um, people go for a mm-hmm. few of their other barrel age releases. I haven't had their stuff since my last uh, great taste. Okay. And in that environment, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, like, it, what makes it special, you know? Mm-hmm. I just drank a, you know, big-ass benthic, right? And then you're having this thing you'll never see again. So they have the Morning Delights? They have, like, the... Yeah. Uh, they have mor- or... Morning Delight and Turmoil. And this was also a... Uh, uh, what's it called? It's the Hazy IPA up there. Pseudo-Sue. Yeah, Pseudo-Sue. Uh, Pseudo-Sue collab with Microphone. Oh, okay. So it's called Su Su Studio. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So where uh, Pseudo Sue is just a single hop citra uh, pale ale showcase. Uh, this other thing, Su Studio, had like three different hops and it was a hazy IPA. So it was bigger and it had like five hops in it. Cool. Yeah. It was fantastic on draft. Yeah. Um, very cool can artwork. And then, um, yeah, you usually get to sit at the bar. They have a really, you know, it's funny. After I went to this place, they were, uh, there was a, a uh, Facebook thread about microphone complaining that people keep stealing their glassware because okay. it's all branded. And then um, I'm like, is that why I like come here? Because everything's branded. But then it's like everyone hopped in the comments that also worked at breweries and they all started. It became this like 100 comment bitch fest about how everyone's stealing fucking glasses. And no one blamed the customers. They're just like, you can't have sweet glasses because people suck. You know? <laughs> I'm like, how am I? I'm like, I'm, I took the brand approach. I'm like, well, how am I going to know where I am? If there's no brandy on the glass. Right. Almost the, I think they should have it, especially for if you're sitting at the bar, maybe you get like the nice glasses. Yeah. But if you're sitting like at the tables where they can't keep an eye on you, then, yeah. then you get the like non-branded cup. Yeah. I think uh, 
old Irving chimed in, and uh, Trevor's like, you know, you just got to bake it into the price of your pour. Oh, yeah, and, there you go. And just kind of write it off as marketing and just raise the price. So I hope we don't go away from branding because, you know, there's like a couple different fonts on their cups. Sometimes it's a logo. Sometimes it's a name in cursive. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, it's a nice touch. Right. And like we've always said, it makes for a, it's free marketing. Even if someone steals it, then someone might be at their house and be like, oh, what's this brewery? But you're probably taking a picture with this glass. I'm saying, like, you're not going to have a sweet glass at home and not take a picture of it in it. Right. Yeah. So that's how I see it too. But then again, I don't want a brewery. So. Yeah. But bacon is the price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was good, man. Uh, su- uh, what is it? Psycho. I just want to keep calling it psycho. Pseudo Sue. Pseudo Sue. Um, Pseudo Sue, you know, they had a partnership with the museum. Mm-hmm. So I went to a Pseudo Sue event maybe like in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying back then that they were making so much Pseudo Sue that they actually contracted just that beer out of some spot in like Lakeland, Florida. Oh, and uh, for a long time, the only place you can get it on draft was the museum. Right. So okay. it used to be called uh, Tsunami Pale Ale. That was the, and it was one of their flagship beers, one of their core beers. Hmm. So Tsunami Pale Ale, they tweaked all the recipes. So he's got this new word. He's like, I don't know what to call it. So he just put, um, you know, uh, Tsunami Sue on the on the tank, and then that's where it eventually being his wife's his wife. I think his mom's name is Sue, and then they got the dinosaur thing, and that dinosaur is at the museum is Sue, and then they put the dinosaur on the can, and off you go. Yeah, you know, so. Little Midwestern phenomenon that beer. I think it had it, it had some legs for a long time. It probably still does. I think so. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see it. And you're like, it's almost like you know it's probably gonna be good. Like if someone has it yeah. in the fridge, or it's like, oh yeah, I've had this in a while. I know that's good. I never realized it is just like a, you know, just one hop. Oh, it's, it is just citra hot beer. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so apparently, microphone and uh, traveling Goliath. They had this is their second collab. They had a collab on at uh, Top and Goliath called ZZ Hop. Cool. So they're kind of full of these puns all year long. Fucking yeah. ZZ Hop, Susu Studio. You know, I think I saw Big Daddy Candy Cane, Candy Cane Porter. Mm, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just go on and on. I give them mm. a lot of credit for like just really leaning into it. They have these because they, they come out. Uh, they they listed an infographic and they dropped a hundred. 30 plus beers oh yeah i think i saw that that was crazy god damn they are working every time you go there's like six on and there's six different from the ones last time right that's almost every two days is a new beer uh yeah that's insane yeah so good for them they're doing good work Mm -hmm. over there so make makes sense you want to hit it up all the time yeah all right cool um well in uh Sadder news, mm. Smiley Brothers shut down. See, Brad, if you only took your electric bike up to, um, up to Evanston and made the rounds and included Smiley on your route, maybe they, maybe this would be a different story, Brad. I know. I would only go to Sketchbook, <laughs> Temperance, and then Double Clutch. I think that's a lot of people's route. Yeah. I'm in Evanston. Well, shit, I was, I'm in Rogers Park a lot. Yeah. And... You never. I ne- I went to Smiley once to pick up some Purple Line. Okay. Yeah, but those other places I'm a pretty much frequent. Uh, in the entire life of Smiley, I only went there one time. Yeah. And so, I guess I'm partially to blame for this them closing. I uh, did. Yeah. 
I didn't support them, no. but um, I didn't find the beers interesting mm. either. I understood the place was a very family-friendly place for dinner. They have one of those big-ass menus that yeah. had from barbecue to pizzas kinda to like burgers. Kind of like a Chili's of sorts. Yeah. You know, kind of something like that. TGI Fridays it basically. with beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the Jack Daniels sauce on the TJ Friday, so you know we're not. This isn't a bad thing. We're just that's that's how you feel when you go, right? And it felt like the brewery was. This was our complaint about Bishi, too. The brewery felt like it was like second to the restaurant, yeah. Because you're probably getting a lot more people that aren't drinking there, but which is wild to me, man. Because like. Shit, it's a brewery, right? Like, and I always thought in any business, right, in any restaurant, you you were always told that the margins are higher on the drinks and the bar than they are on food. Like, food has lower margins, right? So, it's just all very and surprising. If you're making the beer there, this should be working out for you. Yeah. So, but uh, I think well, we knew well the first Diamond of the Fall was the space. The four storefront extravaganza in fucking um, Lakeview. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and you know, I don't remember. Remember, we all went to. Um, Hopcat. Hopcat. I was going to say we all went to uh, Ballast Point. Remember the launch? Yeah. Ballast Point had like a parties for like a fucking week. Lagunitas, party all, party all week. Yeah. And usually when folks open, they go out their way to say, hey, we're open and we got a big ass space and it's in the city. Come see it. You know, I don't remember that ever being a thing for the city for location. Smiley Brothers? Yeah. Well, we know why Hot Butcher fell apart. Or not Hot Butcher. Uh, Hot uh, Cat. No. Uh, Ballast Point. Oh, Ballast Point. The biggest mistake there was not offering anything besides beer yeah. to an audience that didn't necessarily want to drink beer all the time over there. Right. And then only having Ballast Point beer. And you know, to make it even more fucked up, they got like 100 taps. And then like... Not all these taps are, there's like maybe three or four of these taps that are made here. Right. Everything came from the nearest Ballast Point, which was like in Virginia or something. Right. And really, there was four beers, just variations of those four beers. Ah, that's right. Because you got you the, the, the Winch, the Sour Winch series, the Sculpin series. Then what, there was the... Whatever, like, the, whatever the Stout series is. Yeah, Victory at Sea. The Victory at Sea. And the, it was just variations on... Four beers. What do you want? You want Captain Crunch Victory C? Do you want Peanut Butter Victory C? You want you Peppermint Victory Guava. <laughs> um, Scul- Sculpin. Yeah. Do you want uh, That's mango? true. We say 100, and we mean 100, but we don't mean that it's mostly the brand and then all the um, line extensions yeah. of all these different brands. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't necessarily Smiley's problem, but it seemed like their problem was the expansion cost them like too much money yeah. and just like blew up everything they had rather than they should have spent the money to market smiley brothers then being like let's expand it's interesting yeah um yeah i kind of thought it was more like hey we're just gonna right size our operation and you know put all our efforts into uh this new this uh the, the first place mm-hmm. the evanson place but it sounds like they just kind of the, the expanding did them in, maybe. Right. Yeah. Where somebody like, but you got to think like someone like uh, 
Salamos, people from the city would go to that brewery. Yeah. And they drank it here. They talked about it. And when they came here, it was like, yes, I can get this easier. But no one was like, go in the city, going to Smiley and be like, I want more Smiley. Why can't I get it here? That's interesting. I want, yeah, because those guys, you know, that was always a story I was curious about, the, the Salomo story. You know, whether it was their first brewmaster, they, they, I think they post from like Rock Bottom and, um, or, you know, the Barley guys, or when Eric Hobbs went over there. Mm-hmm. You just kind of always were kind of interested in what they were doing. Right. Yeah. And they had a bunch of them lived in Chicago, and they just felt like they were, it was, they were going to make it here at some point. Smiley probably needed to do what some of the other, like the Moors or Phase 3, open, or the, what's the other one that has all the spots, but, uh, I can't think of the, uh, but open another suburban spot across somewhere in the west burbs or the south burbs like, oh because pollyanna's and Pollyanna, alter they yeah. have multiple locations you didn't yeah. need to, you didn't need to spend the money to come to the city i'm sure you probably should have went to Wilmette or something right i mean because it's a you know it's a drinking culture around these parts probably more so in the burbs right so yeah you might have been better off going north instead of coming south mm-hmm. yeah so but you know, go big or go home, as they say. Exactly. So you know, you can't. They can't fault them for swinging. You know, they were swinging for the fences. You know, right? Because if it works, then we're all like, "Damn, look at Smiley over there, in in Wrigleyville, killing it." Right. Yeah. So. But first one to fall of the year. Oh shit! Yeah. So that's it. Um, we talk about it all the time. Uh, Purple Line. You know, multiple award winner JBF. Uh, they're. Barrel aged uh, rum, quadruple or whatever it was, mm-hmm. multiple time winner at Fobab, Foba, you know. But awards does not a brewery make, right? You know, yeah. So, and then I was worried about Eris, but I saw a video. They got a new tank, hey. so they got they needed more space. So that's a good sign for them. The goddess of chaos. Um, I wish there was more beer when I went there. We talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe more tank would help. Maybe they're just going through it too quickly. Yeah. So their space, I feel like, is their their space is massive, and then their food's good, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah. So uh, I feel like I feel like they might be okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm feeling I'm feeling better about them now. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> uh, cool. And they're, I, are they the only cider in town? Oh no. Right. Be. Yeah. Right. Be. Right. So they're the only cidery that you can go hang out and have a proper meal. Right? Yeah, but you can drink at Ripe Beer, right? Where is you when you've been to Ripe Beer? People have talked about going to Ripe Beer. <laughs> I, I believe you. I, I just don't know these people, right? I know, but people have told me there's like, oh, Ripe Beer is over there too. Like this is I don't know where over here is because I can't think of that. It's like where. Where is it? I don't know. Have you gone? And it's sort of like no one has gone, but people know people who have gone. <laughs> I've heard I've heard good things about this right bee. No one knows where the hell it is, but you know. <laughs> Someone, one person has been at one point. Oh man. Damn. Cool. Uh Anything else happening or coming up? Do we know when Lake Effect's going to be opening? Oh, man. No, we do not know when Lake Effect's uh, opening. Because they're opening Logan. I mean, not Logan. 
They're open in Avondale. Avondale, yeah. Yeah. And we don't know when the new uh, uh, Old Irving's going to open. We don't know when the Phase 3 out in by more and stuff. Oh, yeah, Elmhurst. In Elmhurst. It's funny. They're moving a half a mile. He, Sean the Brewer was the head brewer at Moore, and now he's coming back. I feel like to, his plan to... is basically he has like a goal to shut that place down, right? He's... I'm sure he would never admit this to anybody. Right. I mean, but he could have gone anywhere. Yeah. And he's moving a half a mile from the place he used to brew. The right. place he fell out with him, the taproom manager, and uh, yeah, and the and the taproom manager's wife. They all left. I feel like this is a goal to shut that yeah. one. Uh, the other place that's closing, maybe, finally, Goose Clyborne. Oh, Goose Clyborne's moving. That's right. They're moving to. Uh, We've. They're moving to the salt shed. Yeah, the twelfth time, Goose Clyborne is closing. They've been saying this for years. Cause remember, it's like, oh, this is our final party ever. Come out this weekend. Yeah. We're done. Cause they, cause they don't own the building, so there was always this threat of. We won't get a new lease. Mm-hmm. So come come for the last party ever. I've done that a few times. Yeah. At this joint. <laughs> and, uh, we're rating this, we're all these beers. Like, come drink these rare ones. We're pulling them out. Yeah. So I guess they're just like, fuck it, we're moving. But you know what? This makes a lot of sense for Goose. Yeah. You know? Um, why you just be the official brewery of a music venue. On Goose Island. On actual Goose Island. Yeah. I mean, this is Hollywood script here. You know? Yeah. Good for them. Uh, hopefully, this space is already built out, or the Goose Clyborne, like a brewery could just go in there and almost have no problems yeah. re-going, just because it was recently renovated. That's true. Like, I would like to see another brewery go in there. Um, Yeah, because if without that, it's going to be another fucking, uh, it'd be Federales, you know? I don't know. Something's got to go in there because Bed Bath and Beyond just said today like they're done. I, oh, and that no, that, and done like oh, all but, Bed Bath and Beyond like yeah, we're probably done. Oh, really? So that uh-huh. was like you're just gonna have that Patagonia there, oh, and man. that's I it. Think, I, didn't they? I think they split too. Right? Oh, I think so. So it was just at the Bed Bath and Beyond. I didn't see the Patagonia. Oh, no, because I'd have went in there and looked around because I do like a nice. I'm a, I'm a fan of a, a nice vest. You know, so <laughs> but I didn't see it. That strip mall could be like just man, that's nice. vacant. I hope someone goes in there because you know the world market, um, like a block or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bricks of the old market, there's a P with a hand in it underneath it because that was the Peter Han Brewery. Oh, so the Peter Han Brewery, um, used to make I think old Chicago and old Chicago Light. Old Chicago Light was the the base beer for Miller Light, right? So you got Goose, the oldest brewery in town, and you got some historic stuff going on over there as it relates to beer stuff. Cool, so I kind of hope it stays, kind of hope it stays a brewery. Yeah, someone, I don't know who's going to step up and do it. Smiley, back from <laughs> Back from the dead. Smiley brothers, we're back. We're back. Shit. Well, if Goose is leaving, though, who's going to, who would go in there, you know? It was Goose. Goose was there for 35, damn near 40 years. Twisted Hippo's looking for a new spot. Twisted Hippo's not going into Clyburn. <laughs> it would have to be someone... With a, they have to already be doing food That's or want to do food, and then have a little bit of a following. So it's not like, hey, this is a, I don't know, pencil brewing, and be like, I don't, what, we don't care. 
It's so tricky. You wouldn't have gone to that to that location for beer unless it was Goose, right? Like, who else would you have gone over there for? You know? Yeah, maybe like a almost, maybe uh, well, a half acre. A half acre spot. No, half oh, acre. half acre. Half acre can go over there. Half acre can go there. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. There we half. go. They need another spot. Yeah, they do. Half acre, man. Maybe Hot Butcher needs a third spot. They do have two already. They got <laughs> rabbit hole space. Man. I'm gonna, yeah. Don't count Hot Butcher out. They might buy. <laughs> they might be buying their third brew. Pollyanna comes to the city. They need like a fifth or sixth location. Interesting, because they do their distillery too. So you could have the whole chain. You know, you'd have the non-beer stuff for the for the whoever that is. And then have a ton of beer options, mm-hmm. ton of space to play. You know, Pollyanna might not be bad because you know I often want to go to Pollyanna, and then I never do. So something like that could work, right? Yeah. Interesting, man. It's interesting to see this stuff shift. Right. I'm kind of excited to see what Goose does with this new tap room. If they're right. like, oh, it's gonna open uh, 2023, it's like. Bullshit, man. No fucking way. It would uh, have to be like almost done. I mean, they got deep pockets, man. Right. You know? City don't care about that. That's true. Right. I gotta get. I, I mean, how they making room in there? This Chick fil A is going up pretty fast right here. That fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking Austin. I was reading the papers in the city. Um, they said, you want a building permit for your Chick fil A? That's cool. Um, 90 grand just for the building permit. Okay. That's insane. Hmm. Yeah. But if you got the bread, they can start going. Yes. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the first episode of 2023. A few highlights, some closures, predictions, and we're drinking some Hopewell, best beer of 2023 so far. Yeah. Um, we're going to be at the uh, Half Acres Big Sensory IPA rollouts coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be there. With all, we'll have some fun questions for those guys. Half Acres uh, debuting a Hazy IPA to kick off the year. Nice. That should be good. Cool. Well, Nick, where do people find you get in touch when we're not here? I'm on uh, Twitter, at Nicosio. I'm on Twitter at BRAT, Chicago Beer Pass, Twitter, Instagram. There's photos there to look at. (laughs) If that's what you still do on Instagram. You know. Some videos, yeah. Uh, But we'll keep going. chugging along. Lots of good beer to drink this year. And it should be fun. Take care. Cheers.